Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Principles and Practice Podcast. Thank you for joining me yet again for another Teaching 10 series. Today's episode is based on a lecture given by Martha Shirley at the summer training for the Foundation for American Christian Education. Today's topic is Essential Practices, the Notebook and Word Study. All right, well, we've covered this a little bit here and there throughout the um, episodes that we've been doing, but we are opening up with a question, what is the principal approach? Well, by its very definition, it is America's historic Christian method to biblical reasoning, which makes the truths of God's word the basis of every subject taught in the school curriculum. That is found in Teaching and Learning America's Christian History on page 88. Now, a method is how to do something. So how do you begin? Well, it begins by restoring the four R's to teaching and learning. That is research, reason, relate, and record. On researching, this means to diligently inquire and examine in seeking facts and principles to search for truth in God's word for established and absolute principles. The founding principles for this idea is in John 5:39 and Acts 17:11. It's important to note that we need to have both facts and principles. They work hand in hand. Now, what are the educational methods? Well, biblical word studies by researching the vocabulary and the biblical foundation of the subject are one of the methods. And of course, as you know, if you've been following our podcast for any length of time now, we define words by using Webster's 1828 Dictionary. We also research from primary sources. This is so huge. This can be the difference between night and day. With a textbook, the author of that textbook is going to give a narration of history according to what? Well, oftentimes today we find that it's according to their humanist lens on history. So when we go through the primary resources or sources, then we have the actual facts from the eyewitness accounts of people who were there. And then we are going to gather facts Rules, definitions, maps, charts, etc. Now, with reasoning, we deduce to a conclusion. We reason from the principles to our particular subject area. And there's actually foundational principles for this idea. They're found in Acts 24 25 and 1 Peter 3 15. Now, let's expand on educational methods a little bit further. They are deducing principles from God's Word outlining the subject, examining the internal heart to the external actions, reasoning from cause to effect, using an essay format, and developing abstract and critical thinking, leading to original ideas. We don't want our students to parrot back facts. We don't want them to parrot back someone else's ideas. We want them to develop their own original thoughts from their own research and biblical reasoning. Now relate, that's the third R, relate. This is to tell, to recite the principles personally to my own life and how I will have to change 
It's relating biblical principles to each student, to Christian character, to Christian self-government, and to the stewardship of God-given talents. The founding principles for these ideas are found in Luke 24:27, Acts 11:4, and Acts 18:26. We also write definitions and deduce principles in our own words. We write out lessons learned and relating to our own life. We solve problems and experiments. We take tests, we write essays, we give speeches, we write theses. We perform dramas and musicals. All of these methods are different ways to be able to share in the educational experience what we have learned and be able to relate it to other people. And then the fourth R is to record. That means to write a permanent record and express the knowledge myself. It's to take mastery and dominion over the subject. The written record by each student of the individual application of the principles is filed in a three-ring binder. Speaking of the three-ring binder, we refer to this as the notebook method. In the notebook, we file our essays, our compositions, poems, journals, and correspondence. All right, so now we're going to expand on the essential practices of the principal approach and the word study and notebook method. What is a word study? Well, the word studies are very purposeful in that they reveal the biblical meanings of words and they unearth God's principles of knowledge and wisdom for application of every subject and sphere of life through those four steps of learning that we talked about. That is research, reason, relate, and record. As we research and we look up words to define, we're going to underline the keywords within the definition of a word that we're studying. And then we're going to go in and define those keywords. And then we will look them up within the scriptures in order to be able to find an applicable biblical principle and a biblical truth that applies to what it is that we are learning. Word studies also help us when we are examining the internal and the external qualities of someone's character or of a nation. So, for instance, with literature, we use a T-chart and we label the left side internal and the right side external. And on the internal, we would look at qualities like the purity of heart, the uprightness of mind, sincerity, virtue, piety, accurate knowledge of art. And then externally, we would make note of the symmetry of parts, strength, beauty, elegance in writing, all of those things that either flow from the internal or are a part of the character, external character makeup of an individual that they have no control over or the external makeup of an individual. The notebook approach is both the tool and the primary method used in the principal approach for establishing Christian scholarship in both teaching and learning. It naturally embraces the four steps of research, reason, relate, and record. The notebook is also the tool of reasoning and academic discipline found consistently in the education of men and women of great historic character. One example would be George Washington. In the Bible alone, there are hundreds of references to writing, making records, books, and chronicles. And in Deuteronomy 17, 18 through 20, 
we learn about the king who had to make a copy of God's law for himself. And within those passages of scripture, we're told why he needed to make it for himself. So that is a model for us. A workbook causes students to consume. They answer short questions or they give a short answer. Um, It's a standard way of learning. It fosters dependence. But with a notebook, the curriculum and the critical thinking skills, the biblical reasoning and relating, the recording of the learning, those are all owned by the student. It becomes their internal property. It becomes their private property because it's something that they have labored for. And it fosters independence. And the biblical principle of individuality is applied because the students not only are expressing their own original thoughts, but what they're learning is individual as well. It's not necessarily something that is standardized. So the tools that we need for the notebook method are binders that are heavy duty and they have the D-rings. We divide the lower school groups into subjects. So, for example, first grade would have a two-inch and one-inch binder for resources. And they would have the tabs divided up into Bible, history, geography, and literature. Another binder would have math, science, English, and orthography. And then another binder would contain French, music, art, and notes for PE. Now, this is the way it's traditionally done in a principal approach school. That is not exactly how it's reflected in our in our binders, in our homeschool. So again, you have flexibility with the principle of individuality, but the um, description that I gave for first grade binders is kind of a model for you to go from. A fifth grade notebook would maybe organized more with um, three inch notebooks. You would have English and literature filed together under a tab. You would have separate tabs for in another notebook for history, science, and geography. There's going to be a third notebook for math alone, a fourth one for Bible and spelling, a fifth one for a resource notebook, and that would be a one and a half inch binder. And then you would have another notebook for homework, and that would have a one and a half inch uh, binder for it as well. And then when the notebooks are being set up, they're set up with a cover and a spine label. And these can be designed by the student themselves to reflect their individuality. There's a title page for each section. There are the dividers. There's a classroom constitution. That's something that I try very carefully to follow through with every school year. At the beginning of a school year, I don't always remember but we will review, um, you know, previous ones when it comes to mind. That's something that I want to improve upon when setting up our notebooks. And then there's a notebook grading sheet. Now, depending on where you live and depending on the requirements for your state for homeschooling, you may or may not need to do a grading sheet in your homeschool notebook, at least not um, prior to high school. The way the classroom notebook procedure looks is that a teacher takes quick checks of completeness of assignments, collects papers for grading, returns with markings of SP and a sticky note. The student files their work in them 
assistance at the start of the year for the younger children and then throughout the school year they've developed the habit of filing their work in under the proper tab uh, or proper divider and then the teacher in a school sends home regularly for parents to check and review and study the notebook that way the parents are involved in the process as well and then the teacher grades quarterly and gives credits and makes corrections after going through all of this it's important to address what the value of a notebook is. The teacher and student become active producers rather than passive consumers in the educational process. The burden and accountability for learning is placed on each individual. The teacher or student who learns to reason from principles and leading ideas gleaned from personal research and reasoning eventually becomes a master of subjects. The teacher notebook is set up a bit differently than the student notebook, as you might imagine. The teacher's notebook also has a little bit of a different purpose and effect than that of the student notebook. The teacher notebook makes a teacher an active producer from personal research and study. The teacher becomes the living textbook, the talking, acting, responding textbook. And it, the teacher is able to inspire true learning from students as the master of his subjects. All right, well, I hope that this is inspirational to you. I hope that it really helps you to better understand about the forum method and the notebook method and how it's applied in a principal approach education. I really hope that it helps you to see the, the contrast to other methods that are out there and why this is so valuable. All right, well, you guys, I hope you have a great week, and I hope that you join us for our next podcast episode. Take care. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His Glory.